All right, greetings and welcome to Pops Collection, where we dissect, reflect on a movie or TV show from a Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy, joining me is Pops, and today we're going to talk about uh, our first impressions of The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. First impressions uh, because of the time frame, first two episodes. Yeah. Yes, which uh, was really good. My first impression was great. All right, so we're done with the show. Wow, that was fast, yep. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, for the people that joined us during our live segment, uh, I have to say that this show uh, kind of reflects uh, what we went through then and what we went through today a little bit. And I'll share that when we get to that point. Okay. Okay. But uh, this show, uh, highly anticipated uh, because of COVID, mm -hmm. this is really the second of phase four, right? Yeah, if we're talking actual phases, I don't know. If, I, I don't even think it's helpful to think about those things anymore. It's, I, I mean. Well, I mean, phase four was supposed to start with Black Widow, right? Yeah. Okay. And we haven't got that yet. No. But we did get WandaVision. Mm -hmm. And now we have Falcon, the Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. Right. So I tried to, you know, get some information. So I put Falcon slash Winter Soldier and it like didn't come up. So I was like, really? Come on. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, this has been highly anticipated and uh, based on all of the uh, trailers and teasers for it, it was like, oh, I can't wait to see that, you know? Yeah, me too. Uh, and you were, I think, the first one that really got me hyped about it. Um, right. This is supposed to be a phase four in the MCU and it takes place six months after what do they call it in this one the blip yeah i mean they they introduced that term with uh, spider-man far from home right but uh, i it's used more frequently i think in this particular yeah uh thing i guess they probably said that also in wandavision too yeah they did i would assume but uh <clears throat> anyways excuse me uh we get our Good characters, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. Right. And uh, your mom particularly loved the first episode one, New World Order. Yep. She thought that uh, the best part of that was the development of the character's personal life. Okay. Um, well, yeah, Sam, because we get to see Sam's sister. Right. And we get to see the family business. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that is still a mystery to me, and maybe you can answer this for me. Okay. What does a superhero make per hour? I don't know. Okay. I mean, because, you know, we had this uh, scene in the bank. Mm -hmm. And it got me to thinking, really? Uh, you know, 
How do they support themselves? And that's a really good question. You, you know, it, it's, um, I think it's different for each person, right? So I think, you know, you have uh, people who are pretty well off. I think people like Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark, where uh, they made their money through other means. And so they, the crime fighting or hero work is, you know, something that's done over and above their normal workaday stuff, right? Like their hobby? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hobby or, um, I, I almost would, uh, passion, um, you know, uh, art, their passion, right. Yeah. Something like that. But, uh, there are other folks that are different. So for instance, I, I always think of on the other side of the spectrum, you have someone like Luke Cage who specifically the, the name of the book was hero for hire. Like, Literally, he was going to, uh, you know, do hero work, but he wants to get paid for it. And, we uh, got a little bit of that in the second season of Netflix. Yes, I think, yeah. but not yeah. a lot. Yeah, and you know, in those stories, the original stories from the the seventies and the eighties, uh, the hero for hire storyline, you know, he would take up stuff where he didn't get, he, you know, he would make an arrangement to get paid, but for whatever reason, for altruistic reasons, he sometimes wouldn't collect payment and stuff like that. So, um, but I, I, I actually kind of really respect that. I mean, he's doing a service for people and he should be compensated for it. Right. That's my understanding. That, that's how I think of it. When it comes to like Avengers and things like that, that team, you know, obviously a lot of it's bankrolled by Tony Stark and his uh, resources, right? So, you know, if you're living on the compound, you're not really paying for it, you know, and, and obviously the all the other stuff that comes along with that. So, I mean, you have that, or if you're, you know, employed by S.H.I.E.L.D., the same thing, you know, it's, it's a, you get paid that way, but, you know. Or the military. Um... Right, exactly. There, there's lots of employers that would be interested in using hero work, but, uh, and then, yeah, you have uh, freelancers as well. So, right. Which do we claim uh, Sam Wilson as a freelancer now? Would well, you claim him as that? He said that he was at, at the, um, uh, the, in the second episode, he said that when he was talking with the uh, U.S. agent or whatever his name is in this, the, the quote unquote new Captain America. Right. As John he Walker. is called now. Yeah. John Walker. Yeah. John Walker. So we, uh, we should uh, kind of quickly go through uh, the unfolding of episode one. Okay. Uh, New World Order. Right. Uh, like I said, six months after the blip, mm-hmm. uh, Caps has given the shield to Sam. Right. Uh, Bucky has been uh, absolved of his criminal activity, but he has to go to a shrink now. Right. And he also has to try to live a regular life, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of kind of like a 12-step program, like he's going through, you know? Yes, and uh, I think what we get in the first episode, uh, Sam dealing with coming back and seeing that his sister for five years now has had to deal with the family business. Right. And he was nowhere around to be any part of that. Uh, Bucky also coming back from the blip. 
right. uh, having to go through this with a psychiatrist and the seven steps, we get these little things like, yeah, what was the first step again? What was the second step? You know, don't kill anybody, you know, and uh, we see that he's getting flashbacks still, I think, from his uh, Hydra assassin days. Yeah. Or after the fact where he was still somehow influenced and uh, we see him with an old man. Yeah. Uh, befriending an old man. And I think that has to do with a little guilt that he's going through, that he's dealing with. And we, uh, his the the old man's son is the one of the people that he's he's assassinated. Yes, um, and so he is somehow trying to make amends. But hey, how do you tell somebody that you're trying to be a friend with that? Hey, you know, I killed your son. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, I, I wasn't in my right mind. And secondly, uh, we see him struggling with trying to have a relationship. He's how old now? 107, right? Or something like that. Yes. Yes. And, you know, so nobody can really, who can he really relate to? You know, it yeah. makes it difficult. We see he struggled with that. Uh, we see uh, Sam going back to, uh, where were they? New Orleans? Yeah. And uh, saying that he wants to be part of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's decided that he doesn't want the shield. He th thinks he's doing what's best by giving the shield to the Captain America Museum. I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, Bucky sees that he doesn't think that's right. So we're starting to get a little uh, what's going to come to pass between Sam and Bucky I think you know sure uh, we're getting a start with that and we also see for the first time that there's a uh, bad guy group out there mm -hmm. now and uh, they're called the flag smashers I think right we kind of get a little bit of that in the beginning uh, as he's doing the, um, I, the hero for hire, I'm going to call it for now, his mission that he goes on yeah. to save this guy. Uh, and what did you think of the uh, special effects in that? I mean, did you feel like, I felt it was almost like movie quality. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, obviously they, they brought back, um, George St. Pierre for to play Batrock. Yes. So that was a really good nod back to the Lumerian star mission of Winter Soldier, which, you know, I think is some of the best the MCU has to offer. And um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously that was, that was really good. Um, fantastic. Yes. And uh, I think the money is well spent on it. And if I understand uh, correctly, it's going to be the same director for all six episodes. Okay. That's what I heard. I haven't quite read that. So far, the first two episodes have been directed by the same person. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see how that turns out. But uh, um, 
I really liked the first episode. I thought that it had a nice uh, ending part because that's when we uh, find out there's a new Captain America. Right. At the end of the first episode. Yeah. Which we get more into that in episode two, the Star Spangled Man. Yeah. But yeah, in the comics, isn't his, like you said, his name is U.S. Agent? It will eventually becomes that. So what happens is, I think in the late 70s or early 80s, sometime around that time period, Captain America becomes disillusioned with America and he decides to renounce his, you know, title and he uh, becomes nomad. Then, uh, you know, obviously they want, they still want to carry on a Captain America. So Jen Walker is the one who gets kind of thrown into that. And then once Captain America comes back and, you know, he, he still needs, wants to be a hero. And so he becomes U.S. agent. He works with West Coast Avengers. He had a limited run series um, in the 80s, like a four issue uh, uh, miniseries. Okay. But uh, he's not a super soldier, right? No, he's just a really good soldier. Okay, that's uh, I kind of uh, speculated on that, um, but um, I thought that okay, we'll uh, see how this is going to work out because they show him, yeah, flinging the shield and catching it, you know, oh. and he's kind of doing it almost like Cap, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I, you know. Uh, <laughs> after the first episode premieres, you know, the internet kind of blows up with how much they, they don't like him already. And it's like, I kind of felt bad for him. It's like, you know, anybody who's going to get, you know, put in that position where they're asked to, you know, be the next Captain America, of course, everybody's going to not be okay with it. And so, you know, I think it's a difficult position to be in no matter what. Right. And as an actor and as a character, well, I think more of the character than anything else. I mean, the actor, I mean, he's he's fine. It, it, and, you know, they really do, I think, portray him in a way more sympathetic light in the beginning of the second episode. Uh, so. Right. Yeah. I And we see changes, guy. though. No. No. And you see how his uh, chin is, like, squared off. He's, like, got that yeah. real, uh, like, he's, I don't know. He kind of almost looks like the comic book one he looks similar sure um but uh that uh we now see that bucky's really really upset about that mm -hmm. and sam's upset that he can't get the loan so he's like going off to do another job and uh we're they're following the flag smashers if i'm not there's another character that we uh, met in the first episode. Uh, right. Esposito was his name. I can't remember what his name was. No, I don't. Uh, but he was kind of like Sam's uh, go-through guy, mm -hmm. and he was investigating the flag smasher thing. Right. And uh, we saw the flag smasher guy pick up a vehicle and throw it against a building or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, now we got to get into that. So we get a little bit more into that in uh, episode two. Right. And uh, there they find some of them. And I think at this time they don't know who they really are. 
just that they're called flag smashers. And so we're going to get a little bit of slight bit of origin with them. And uh, we also learn about the big three. Yeah. Aliens, androids, or wizards. Right. And Bucky swears there's no such thing as wizards. Right. As I recall. Yeah. So we get a little bit into that. And uh, we also find out, we get some more excellent special effects. Mm -hmm. The semi-truck fight was really, really good. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, Good Morning America was a little, (laughs) in the beginning, that was a little off the wall, but uh, we meet uh, his friend who's going to help him now. Uh, let's see, what was his name? Hoskins. Oh, Lamar Hoskins, yes. Uh, later, we find out he's known as Battlestar. Now, was that in the comics, Battlestar? Yeah. Do you remember that or not? Probably. I don't, I don't, I, I didn't yeah. read enough into it. No, but I guess, so Bucky is way more than pissed off now because yeah. the Captain America is trying to get them to work together. Right. You know, uh, and uh, we learn that Captain America is also uh, knows about the big three, but Bucky still, once he hears, I guess, the Hoskins' name, Battlestar, he's like, okay, that's it. Stop the vehicle. I don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shares with Sam about they need to go meet somebody else. Right. Uh, which we find out later uh, is he's in the... Uh, I don't know, what do you call it? The slum area of town, the poor section of town? Um, we Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we meet a gentleman named Isaiah. Right. Who actually, Isaiah Bradley, yep. uh, is another super soldier. Yes. And uh, I found in the comics, he lives with his son, Eli. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, uh, Eli's, Bradley is uh, uh, one of the uh, versions of Patriot, uh, which is a character that they used in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a few seasons. Okay. They had a character called the Patriot, which was, he would take a serum that they had, like uh, the super serum, and... It would only work for like an hour or so. And so he wasn't super all the time, you know? So uh, we meet him and we see that he's uh, been a guy that uh, after the war, he was sent in to get Bucky when Bucky was assassin for Hydra. Right. So you kind of almost wonder why Bucky wanted to go see this guy. You know, and then you find out that uh, he was imprisoned for 30 years when he came back and they experimented on him. Right. Until who knows how long, but uh, he's a very bitter character. Mm -hmm. I don't know what more we'll see of him. 
and if it was just Bucky trying to uh, show Sam that something else is going on with the, all the super serum. No, well, he's asking Isaiah for help specifically because he realizes that the the leaders of the Flag Smashers, or at least a, a contingent of them, are super soldiers. Eight. So, Eight yeah, so, well, seven now, but... Yes. The, the, the reality is that he needs help, and he needs help from other people that are just as powerful, and that's why he goes to Isaiah. And obviously, Sam has a very uh, angry reaction to realize that there in, in, in history, there was another super soldier, Captain America, who was black, and that was completely hidden from everybody. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, this is a character that does exist in the, the, the comics. In 2003, there was a comic line called Truth, Red, White, and Black, and that's where uh, Isaiah Bradley comes from. Right, so he is part of the comic series, but yep. not necessarily... He's written into this story. He wasn't necessarily part of a Falcon Winter Soldier comic series. Well, there, there, up, up until 2020, I think there wasn't a Falcon and Winter Soldier comic. So okay, that, but I mean, they were individuals. There oh, was a Falcon comic, right? There was there was multiple Falcon comics, and in fact, in the 70s and 80s, it was Captain America and the Falcon. That was a comic series for a long time, and the Winter Soldier doesn't come over until. 2000 we talked about the origin of winter soldier right right back when we did it so i won't rehash anything old there. right but if you want to uh hear our podcast for uh uh the winter soldier episode so but but the but the i don't know the more i i read into captain america stuff like the more confused i get because they have they did a real a lot of weird things with him uh you know in the uh in the comics like they've they've killed him off obviously they have made him become an agent of hydra they have done some really wacky stuff with the the cosmic cube and so it's just yeah i, I don't know T -t to me uh yeah it's a little it, it's too crazy for me a little bit well, you know, and we do know that there's always rewrites with characters. We know now that there's been more than one Spider-Man. Yeah. And we know now we have a middle schooler that's uh, the current Spider-Man, hmm. uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. You know, so we've gone from high school. Now we're getting younger. Uh, and, of course, with the multiverse, we've seen uh, older Spider-Man. So... Yep. Uh, I guess it's all right. I guess unless you're a connoisseur of Captain America or a uh, purist, I guess you would say that, you know, certain ways, um, if it's not handled, I could see where people would get like, well, there's no way you should go in that direction. That's just totally wrong, you know? Well, I think there's a difference because like the the wackiness that has been with Captain America hasn't is only a recent development, right? I mean, you know, where, where he becomes, a, you know, Hydra and Bad Cap and all this other stuff. That stuff, you know, is within the next last, you know, 10 or so years. You know, up until then, it's been pretty consistent. It's just now where it's gotten really wacky. So, yeah, well, I think that a lot of the 
recent uh, comic book stories, I think that they have gotten just way off the mark. I understand they're going to be doing another Captain America. Yeah, it, there, there's, there's, yeah, we, I, I don't, let's just say that uh, the both DC and Marvel, they're not what they used to be. And it's really a shame. And, and quite frankly, if you want good sequential art nowadays, you follow the individual artists and you see what they're doing independently. And that's where you're going to get the good stuff. Right. Yeah. And I would agree that also that the artwork that uh, some of the stories that come out uh, and the comics and cartoons, I'm going to say like Adventure Time, uh, Uncle Grandpa, there's like all these shows, uh, Steven Universe, where the animation is just, it, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to me to take any um, artistic abilities to make those. I think I could probably draw those cartoons myself, mm -hmm. you know, and I understand that there's uh, ones like Peanuts and, you know, things that were in the Sunday paper that were just comic strips that they did. But now we get whole uh, TV shows that are trying to do this with what I consider inferior artwork, you know? But there again, too, we also are getting some pretty inferior stories, I think. Like you say, going in a, a strange direction. Yeah. But anyway, so let's just... Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Let's get off the track. I'm sorry. Yeah, so... Okay. All right, so uh, we... This kind of, I guess... Sam is really angry yeah. and Bucky says that Captain America didn't even know about it. Right. And uh, they're getting into an argument outside. The police come. Right. And they are going to arrest Sam at first until uh, they find out that, oh, he's the Falcon. Oh, no, he's the good guy. Can I take a picture with you? Can I get your autograph? And then they like tell Bucky, hey, uh, you sorry you're under arrest for right. missing your appointment. Right. And he goes, you know, without putting up any fuss or anything. Right. And I thought, okay, where is this going to go? What's this going to do? But I think what happened is that we do get this opportunity at that point to see the psychiatrist wants Sam to come in with him. Right. And she wants them to do things together and, you know, bounce things off. And then we get this thing of, of Captain America uh, getting them off the hook, saying that he's going to need him again. Right. And this is where we get, I think, a little bit of now there's going to start being some flack between them because... Bucky and Sam say, nope, we're not going to work with you. And then he's like, well, don't get in my way. Almost yep. like a threat, you know? Sure. And then we're at almost at the end of the episode there, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, 
Now we get Bucky saying, we got to go see somebody else. And this is where we're, because this person, he says, knows about Hydra and the super soldiers. So, and so we get that he, they're going to go see Zemo now. Right. So that's kind of where the episode ends. Yes. So, um, what anything that you thought might be important to bring up? Lots of things. Uh, yeah, because like I, I really don't care too much about rehashing the entire story because like to me, I think thematic elements are more important to talk about. So, you know, you, you, I definitely want to talk about the Flag Smashers. I mean, the reality is, is that you have these two worldviews that are at odds with each other. You have the Flag Smashers who during the blip uh, feel like the world was better. And so they want to go back to that. And so what that means is that they want a decent, they want a one, they don't want nations. They're against nations that, you know, that's wrong. And people should just be united uh, as one. One world, one people. Right. Which in my opinion, that is uh, uh, very bad. Um, You know, nations are a good thing in that, um, you know, well, you, uh, if we did not have structure, it would be chaos. And what's good for one person in one area is not necessarily good for somebody in another area. Exactly. So that, that's my point. Is that like, you know, you can't just have a top-down organization dictate everything for every person because people are different. Peoples are different. So that, that's, that's, I think, one of the right. big well, things here. From living in, you know, we live in the United States. We have a, a federal government, but we also have individual state governments. Yeah. That uh, even though we all are under uh, one set of laws, we do each have separate laws uh, that comply with our states. You know, it may. Some of them may have to do with, um, you know, car emissions. Some states don't, uh, like in California, they have to have different types of emissions for their vehicles out there because of all of the pollution out there, and which might be totally different from people in Montana, you know? And the same thing, uh, they would, you know, have to have certain laws about snow and stuff up north which would not apply to people down in florida yeah you know so and other things other than that but yeah uh yes i agree that is not the right thing i think what they tried to point out was that when after the blip that some of the bad people that were in power came back from the blip and that's where they thought that it went bad. I think that they were back in power as if they never left. Does that sound right to you? I, I don't even think we're, we're even that far. But the point is that they want things back to the way they were, you know, before where it wasn't like, you know, nations were around. They just wanted one centralized thing. So that's what the idea behind it is. Right. Well, I think we agree on that, that that's not a good thing. 
no, no, obviously I think, you know, you have to, anybody trying to impose something centralized top down is I think evil and uh, that should be opposed. Right. So they are the bad guys. Yeah. But I don't know if they're the main bad guy. Okay. I, I guess we'll find out that, but yeah. uh, as I recall, the leader's a woman mm -hmm. and uh, she was getting a text from somebody that says, you took something that's mine. Uh, and she got a little frightened about that. So there might be even a bigger baddie in this. Sure. I don't know, but we've got another four episodes to find out. Right. Okay. Uh, next thing on your mind. Well, I mean, obviously we have to, we should acknowledge that there are some uh, overtones that deal with race and um, discrimination. So obviously you had the issue in the first episode where Sam and his sister are having a problem getting alone. And um, there are some racial overtones, I think, on that. And then also Sam and Bucky being stopped by the police and them automatically assuming that Sam is the, the threat which, you know, in the, in the, which, which, when, you know, they finally actually do their job, it's actually the other way around. Bucky was the one who was in trouble. Yes, that's true. And we also got this uh, overtone with a young boy saying to him, oh, you're the black Falcon. Yeah. And he goes, no, I'm the Falcon. He says, uh, what are, are you the black kid? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, which is, um, I think that we put too much uh, emphasis on some of that stuff. I mean, it's all real, but I think that we need to start treating each other, you know, as humans, you know. God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for all of us, it didn't say that he was just dying for this group or dying for the Jews or dying for this. It was for everyone, you know, right? So that we could all be saved, right? Wouldn't you say that? I mean- uh, I, I, would, I would not say that in that way. I do believe that God died for a particular people, for his people. And, and, but I would say at the end, when you see the, you know, marriage supper, supper with the lamb that all tribes tongues and nations are represented there so he died for all kinds of people right well i all right let's clarify that he didn't he died for those that he knows are his right right okay. but that that includes people from Everybody. all tribes tongues right. and nations yes yes well, that's kind of what i'm saying okay. i guess being pops i not saying it the way I should, but no, well, thank it, you for clarifying that. Well, that's just, I'm just kind of, that's just typical uh, anyway. But, but my yeah. point, the, the point being, well, the thing, the thing is, is that like, I, I will say that, you know, um, being mistreated by the authorities uh, does happen. It, 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 it does happen to, um, you know, all kinds of people. It's, it's not just, uh, right. It, it, it sometimes can be, it sometimes takes that form of racism, but it also can happen for other much, a bunch of other reasons too. It could be the way you're dressed. It could be you being in a different environment, you know? So like if you and I were walking down the streets of say Shanghai, 
we might get profiled as well because we don't look the same as, you know, the people that are normally there. So it, it, it's not like um, this is a uh, people, it's not like you have to have like this special experiential knowledge in order to experience, you know, discrimination. It does happen to, it, it can happen to anyone is my point. And when it does happen, we should uh, not be good with it, right? We should, we should no. try. Right. But my point being is that it's, it's always bad. Right. So. And uh, we should work towards, uh, you know, eliminating it no matter what, but we shouldn't go overboard in one area. Uh, because like you said, a lot of people get discriminated against a lot of people uh, get abused and, uh, you know, have issues. Uh, and it's not okay because not because of uh, you know a, a, a incidental characteristic of them. It's it's not okay because they are image bearers of God, right? Yes, that, that's the primary reason why that is a bad thing. It's not because you know uh, that's the primary thing. And if you don't have that worldview where you don't recognize that human beings are created in the image of God, then you really don't have a foundation to say that this discrimination is wrong you're just being inconsistent. It's just your opinion. It doesn't really matter. But because we hold to a doctrine of man that says that men are created in the image of God and they are, therefore they inherently have value, not because of what they look like, but just because of who they are, that we can say that when you, when you mistreat somebody, it, you're mistreating the image of God. Correct. Um, yes, I kind of, uh, you know, as fathers were to portray the image of the heavenly father to our children, uh, we should uh, try to portray uh, God's love, Jesus's love to people that we meet all the time, to be a light that shines, not somebody to tear somebody down, right? And we should, uh, that should, no matter who it is, we shouldn't be happy with that. We shouldn't be right with that or okay with that. Right. Uh, even if it has to do, uh, let's say with your, uh, your beliefs, your political beliefs, or, you know, it doesn't mean that we should treat a person that doesn't believe like us, uh, any differently, you know, yeah. If our guy doesn't get into office, uh, you know, it does say that, you know, we should pray for our leadership, you know, and be submissive to our leadership. So, you know, we should also. But not without qualifications. There are qualifications to that. Right. Exactly. But that's what I'm trying. Uh, never mind. It's all good. What I'm saying is that it's important that uh, we try to remember who we are and make sure that we are reflecting the right image in our minds and in our hearts and in our ways, right? That's the way I feel. And we should be, you know, try our best to show God's love, mm -hmm. no matter what. Sometimes not easy, but we still gotta do it, right? Yeah. Give uh, your enemy food, give him a drink, Something like that. Okay.
Next on your uh, thoughts? That's it. I, I, I think we've, we've definitely uh, spoke enough about it. Um, we did. Uh, we did. I think we did, actually. Okay. Uh, so uh, I am going to say, as a first impression, mm-hmm. I'm going to encourage our listeners to definitely give it a watch. Agreed. I think that uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised and uh, give you a lot of food for thought. And if you disagree with us about something, we would love to hear from you. So let us know. Okay. All right. I'm good. All right. Good. Well, thank you all for joining us. We will uh, reconvene next week. We'll uh, talk to you then. So until then, uh, goodbye. God bless. Goodbye, God bless, and tell your friends.